let's start with I, the guy who I think is the the one you'd hope would fall to number five over the ball, but won't. And that's George's Jalen Carter. So uh, having watched more and more people, uh, more and more prospects, like Carter's just clearly like the best. Like it's just not he's even... a he's the best player in the whole draft, any position. Yeah. I, I people I think people overthought that. And then the weird stuff came out from um Todd McShay reported character concerns and you know, maybe he said something to someone. Maybe he's clearly upset someone, or teams just trying to get him to fall. But like, yeah, he, he he plays hard. He runs around the field. I don't understand. I don't. I, I mean, there's probably there, there there's probably nothing to that. That said, the the Georgia, LSU, Alabama programs are very good at burying bad news about players. Like, extremely good at making stuff go away. But there's just there's nothing with Carter. Like that's just that's just nonsense um, to me. Like even you can't even do the you can't even do like the 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 concern trolling. Oh, he doesn't he takes plays off. Like which is always a trite observation. Anyway, he he runs sideline to sideline. He yeah, most of the plays he's running like uh, thirty yards when it when it yeah. goes sideline to sideline because. Georgia have him as a four-eye, then it's passed, so he has to then loop outside Expand. to the tackle. Then he has yeah. to then run across the... Like, if you expect him to be sprinting after all that, then you... You you know, and and also that doesn't really translate to the NFL because yeah. the hash marks are tighter. There'll be less of that uh, yeah. kind of stuff as well, less moving of the front uh, yeah. in, that, in that way. And, yeah, like the TCU game, people said how he disappeared. He didn't. Like, <laughs> he was wrecking shop in that game. Yeah, and and like the the one thing you could point towards with Carter is the the lack of sack production, if you like. But for me, that's not that concerning, given like he wins so fast that usually you know if you're if you're gonna get sacked from the interior, you're kind of cleaning up for guys behind. But because he's usually the first one to win, he's flushing the quarterback out the pocket. I actually think in the NFL, where say you know you have a more reliable edge set. Um, uh, and, and just edge rush spacing because again georgia they're playing a lot of three-man fronts yep. when you get into four down mm -hmm. rush spacing you have two guys flying off the edge he'll get more sacks like he yeah. just will because the, the the parameters of the pocket will be set in a way that al allows him to do that but yeah he he wins so fast that he wasn't able to do it and so he only had six sacks in his college career over three years uh i'm not concerned there, about that yeah i'm not i'm not concerned either also more further to your usage point like they also have him playing 2i a lot in their over g front so like and he was still productive out of that position but like he wasn't even being optimized like they had him doing a bunch of grunt work which kind of like you could lead off with this point like he's a football player before even like his special traits like he's technique you know smarts and like just like like just uh you know just sound play so like that's where you start with him even like that's what you're that's what he builds out of and then what makes him ascends him into absurd heights is all the the uh, explosive traits and quickness and, and agility and stuff um now and, and and technique but so like even to his like the production concern because that's the main concern with jalen carter is the raw volume so if you're going to have any sort of like well what's a negative it's like raw volume whereas the, the the main negative with Will Anderson is probably like pure bend, for example, because um, each of these guys, the guys at the top of the class uh, have have a drawback. But 
with with Jalen, it's on a rate basis. He he's right in line with with um, other other formerly you know highly drafted interior defenders that were productive in the NFL. So like he he had eight and a half tackles for loss in twenty twenty one seven this year, um, and he played like three hundred something snaps each year. So his his first or his sophomore year twenty twenty one. He's on a crazy deep rotation, right? So, like, you're playing on the same line with Devontae Wyatt, Jordan Davis. They had a, they had two other guys that were, like, pretty good, like 78, I think. Um, I think 98 was a good player as well. So, I mean, he's – one, he's outproducing all those guys. Like, and very few of those guys actually had a lot of counting stats either. Like, again, it's like you said with the scheme um, and front usage. Like, it doesn't really let one guy go crazy. It's like the, the production was dispersed. So, he's he's out – producing highly drafted guys ahead of him that are out snapping him. But then if you scale his stats to that of a three down full-time player, like a 700, 800 snap player, I mean, his, his TFLs are like 15, 16. And then if you go look at the, which TFLs actually, I think they, they project to more sack production in the NFL than sacks do even because sacks are such a fluky stat. Um, like TFLs are really like, if you're going to use a, um, like statistical projections, TFLs are more valuable than sacks even. But so 15 TFL seasons, six sack seasons in college as a true sophomore and then as a true junior, th- that's right in line with Chris Jones, Gerald McCoy, Dominican Sue's earlier years because his fifth year senior year at Nebraska was insane, like all-time stuff. But you look at Dominican Sue, Gerald McCoy, Chris Jones even um, – I mean, Quinton Williams is absurdly productive, right? But Jeffrey Simmons, like all these guys that we consider elite, um, he's right up there with them. Like he's hitting the thresholds if you scale it to their to their snap count. So, and then just on top of that, you look at pressure rate, um, which can be a little funky, but like win rate and yeah, even PFF grade, like they're the only measures available. He's still, you'd rather see him rank highly in all those measures than not. And he's absurdly high, like just behind uh, Quinton Williams for uh, recent recent defensive lineman in the last, you know, five, 10 years. So, I mean, he's, he passes the stat sniff test, the production sniff test. You just have to account for some of those things. So, yeah. Yeah. And then sort of translating how it fit in Seattle. I mean, his block recognition, his ability to play in that kind of two eye and heavy three tech alignment, like the front Seattle run, but also as a head up nose tackle, like he'd fit right up in the front Seattle uses. He straight up wrecked plays, you know, from from a variety of alignments in the run game and the pass game. Uh, and then the way that he wins in the pass game, like obviously he has speed to power, but then the way he kind of uh gets uh skinny on on um on guards and gets in, in like a head up position and then just quick swims into the backfield for quick wins i think that translates to the nfl as well like i don't yeah. and and like you know the floor of the he's, game against osiris torrance people, people you know this talk that he struggled i think that was just a good matchup like and florida's offense was getting the ball out pretty fast and he, he still has some pretty high profile wins running pass against torrance exactly yeah um he uh so yeah i mean like he the fact that he can even be explosive and productive out of like a frog stance playing the two eye which is essentially like you know um like uh like uh, what am i trying to say like the 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 um 
uh, the like the four I like the heavy four I play, the heavy two I play, like the mirror stepping and uh, stuff like that. So he um, the fact that he can get explosive and upfield out of that is is really impressive. But then like as a pure three technique where he's a more staggered stance, more uh, one gapping. I mean, he can win every way. He can win pure speed. He can win pure power. He's got counters. He can counter off of power. He's got handwork at the top of the rush. I mean, he can counter off the of speed. I mean, he's got everything. He 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 has displayed like, you know, he's a three way go type of player. Yeah, um, is it's it's insane. Yeah, he is a three way three way go type of player. That's a good way of phrasing it. And. Yeah, he could play. Doesn't whatever Seattle wanted to do next year, he fits. But like, it, like for instance, what they tried last year, he'd be fine. Like he could play across the D line, um, five tech to head up on the center. So that you know, that's an every down player in Seattle. It's just, and he only turns twenty two uh, on my birthday in on April the fourth. So he is about that you know, young as well, which the other two guys we're going to talk about aren't. So it's unlikely yes. that that Jalen Carter is going to be a Seahawk because even though they pick five overall, there is going to be, I think, a lot of interest in his game above Seattle and it's probably too good to be true. He's so good and, like, such a... That it's just so obvious that like he'll be good in my opinion that I wouldn't be opposed to you know if it gets to you know if he starts if he doesn't get taken one he doesn't take taken two he doesn't take him three you know if you want to make it a certain thing I a mini a very small trade up I wouldn't be opposed to so I mean I wouldn't hate it if, if it means Jalen Carter's in a Seahawks uniform I don't care the means really but because I think just... he's that special you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's uh, he's not going to be Aaron Donald, but he can be on the Chris Jones tier, which I think Aaron Donald's in his tier by his own. Chris Jones is then the sole occupant of the second tier of the elite guys. And then there's like five names in that third tier, but which a guy like Quinn Williams is currently ascending. He may be able to get into Chris Jones tier. I think that Jalen Carter can get into that tier by year two, year three of, of his career. So, I mean, that's an absurdly useful player and also it's not just his production it's it, he 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 can get you pass rush in fronts meant for the run that make you feel compelled to play those those fronts more because you go okay we can still have a four-man rush here um you know that's what he did for georgia like right right you know he's he's getting pressure and wins from weird spots in weird situations like it shouldn't be happening right and honestly it'd be really cool to see him in more okay you're the three technique with manufactured ways to get you one-on-one -on -one. we know it's pass go and beat that guard like that I, yeah some crazy stuff could happen so yeah 